We're going back to school, and that's never fun. Um, but I kind of think for us, like, like kind of how Simba had a purpose when he was running back, and, and thus the epic ending of that movie. How many of you guys saw The Lion King? Wow, okay, so everyone did. I'm, that's pretty good, because I was a child when it came out, so I figured typically you guys don't see it. But anyway, you did, so that's great. Um, but the ending was epic, because he, he went back with a purpose. That was the moment when he realized, hey, I need to have a plan, I need to have a purpose, and he ran back. And see, we have an amazing opportunity to be able to go back to school, go back to the swing of things with a purpose. Now, I think if we have a purpose, if we have a plan, I think we would start to really succeed. Some of you guys are like, okay, yeah, I got a plan. Some of you guys came in with new threads. Who got new clothes getting ready for school? Wow, only three people, four, five. Okay, good. I know, I know. Well, I want to talk to my public school buddies here because you know what it's like to go to, go to school, go to school and, and be able to be like, I'm, I, can't wear to wear, I can't wait to wear my brand new shirt and look fly for the chicks, right? Let's be honest. So anyway, Craig looks fly right now. Let's just be honest about that too. But to some degree, we always have a plan like this year, I'm going to look good. Maybe, maybe it was part of your plan that you want to work out, you want to get buff. You know, like maybe that's what you're, you're thinking of. And if I have that plan, the girls are like, nah, I don't want to get buff. You kidding me? Um, or maybe if you're kind of geekier, uh, you think your plan for this year is, well, I want all my Pokemon to be level 100. Um, so, but lucky for Dan, he did that already. So we're good. Um, he'll beat you in any match you decide to have. But let's be honest. School, though it, it sucks, it's really necessary, Right? It's, it's, we have to go, we have to go through it. I went through it, it's good for you, blah, blah, blah. We're over that. But here's what, I, here's what I need to realize, that the greatest thing about going back to school in this time of year is the fact that it kind of creates this like feeling, like feeling of newness. Does, any, do you, can, does anyone just kind of be like, yeah, if you agree. Do you feel like there's a new, like, yeah, okay, good. There's like a new slate that is before you where, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. Like, like this is a brand new year, you know, Last year's behind me, and we have an ability to start fresh. And here's what I want to do. I want to completely take advantage of that. I want to take advantage of the fact that that all of us are feeling like our slate is clear. Because here's what we need to do. Because if we take advantage of this, we can have an awesome year. And a year from now, tonight's message is called 9515. That is one year from this day. What would that look like if we had an amazing plan and amazing kind of outlook and an attitude for this year what would our life look like in a year from now and so let's think about last year what was last year for you was last year like did you have leaps and bounds forward did you like gain tons of friends did you do well in school did you get closer to god did you feel like you matured and grew as a person or was last year kind of like a year where you kind of fell back where you kind of lost friends where you made some bad choices and maybe now you're kind of reaping the negative consequences of that. And so in order for us to move forward, we need to kind of think about for a second just our last year. Because here's what we need to do moving forward. We need to realize that though it's in the past and we have an ability right now to start fresh. Because a year ago, you were unaware of what was gonna come your way. 
You know, you didn't know that in October that would happen, or you didn't know that by January, by Christmas time, around that area, that, that this would happen, and you would, you would make these decisions, and so we didn't know that. And so now, a year later, we can look back on our year, and we could see all the, the good, we could see the bad, and here's my question. If we're approaching this new year with a plan, with a, with a, a vision, could it be a better year? I think so. When I was in middle school, uh, our, my principal at the time, she always used to talk over the loudspeaker in the morning in, in homeroom. And so she always used to say this thing over and over again. And, and eventually we all made fun of it and never took it seriously. But now I'm looking back. It's the only thing I probably remember about middle school. Um, but what she said was this. At, she would always give the announcements, talk about what's going on. And the last thing she would say before she got off the, the speaker was, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. <laughs> Do they do that at SCS? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you, you guys can track with me. They still do that today. But I think that's a good thing. And the thing is, we laugh because it's like, come on, every day. You know, make it a great day or not, the choice is yours, is what our teacher used to not, the principal used to say. And, you know, we, like you guys, laughed, and it was just so silly. And we're like, okay, yeah, make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. But when it really came down to it, it's my decision to be angry. It's my decision to be bitter. It's my decision to apply myself in class. It's my decision to talk back. It's my decision to not talk back. It's my decision to encourage someone, to be with someone, to take the little that I have and use it. And so here's what I begin to realize, that as we look at our, as our days and our weeks and our months, we even look at our years, that we, God gives you and I a responsibility. That this, when, when a year just kind of sucks, so to speak, part of that's our fault. Part of it, okay, we can't control stuff. That's understandable. But, but some of us, some of the responsibility falls on us because God gave us talents and abilities and he, he made some of you funny. He made some of you able to rally people together. He made some of you quiet. He made some of you outgoing. He made some of you encouraging. And see, God has given us all these gifts and here's the problem is that it's so easy for us to kind of just do, either do nothing with them or kind of waste and squander our time. And maybe that's why last year was so hard for you Maybe that's why a year, you know, a year from la- ago, a year ago to now, man, you're, you're wishing things were different. And see, because when something is hard, when something is difficult, we can always give up. I mean, you ever have your smartphone out and you're like, the, the Wi-Fi isn't working, you start to freak out, and you're like, oh, send the text! You know, like, we, we can't handle that. <laughs> now, let alone when something in our life is hard. It's so easy for us to give up. And so we can tend to waste our talents. We can tend to waste our opportunities that God has given us. Maybe we don't think we have anything to offer. Maybe we are afraid. Maybe we just don't know how to go about it. Or maybe we just haven't really thought about it here tonight. So that's why I want to talk about it. Because what's at stake is this. Our day-to-day, year-to-year life can be wasted if we don't take advantage of the talents and the abilities that God has given us. And so tonight I want to talk about how we can have an epic ending like Simba goes back and the story ends amazing that we can have a better year this year because we're inviting God into our hearts and our our minds and we're able to move forward with a plan. And so guys, track with me. If if you don't, you may have a sucky year, but that's on you. So here we go. We're gonna go to God um, here right now and we're gonna just check out some things in um, Luke 19. So if you guys have your Bibles, if you don't, It'll be up on the screen. But Jesus talks about a parable. 
And it's the parable of the minas. I can't really say it correctly. Bear with me. And you heard the, the story of the talents where, where, where a nobleman gives his servants money. Now, Jesus retells this story later, but he uses a smaller amount of money. So it's minia. That's the money he's using. And this isn't as much. Let's say talents represents millions of dollars, like Bill Gates, all that fun jazz. That's actually billions. Um, minas is like far less. Like it's like insulting if you're Jesus' disciple to think, wow, I'm going to receive this. I thought, you know, you're God and we're in and I should get more. So before we start that out, we need to realize that this money is a lot smaller than the other story that Jesus tells. And why is that important? Because I think it's important because maybe we feel like what we have to offer isn't really that much. That you don't have too much value. And see, as we kind of go through this parable, I would hope that you would see that what we do have to offer, that God can use that tremendously, even if we think that it's little. So Luke 19, here we go. I'm just going to read the whole parable, and then we're going to rip it apart. So he said, a nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then return. And he called 10 of his slaves, and he gave them 10 minas and said to them, do business with this until I come back. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to reign over us. When he returned after receiving the kingdom, he ordered that these slaves to whom he had given the money be called to him so that he might know what business they had done. The first appeared saying, Master, your minna has made 10 minas more. And he said to them, well done, good slave, because you've been faithful in a very little thing, you are to be in authority over 10 cities. The second came saying, your minna master has made five more. And he said to him also, you And you are to be put over five cities. And then another came. Master, here is your minna, which I kept put away in a handkerchief. For I was afraid of you because you are an exacting man. You take up what you do not lay down and you reap what you do not sow. So, okay, boom, big story. We see three different types of people in this story. We see those who don't want to be ruled over. We see those who do nothing with their little they've been given. We see someone who does something with the little they've been given. And here's what I want to talk about. This year moving forward, what would your life look like in one year from now? We don't know because we're right here. But here's what I believe. I believe tonight we're going to find ourselves in one of these categories. And so tonight, I think it's cool, let's talk about it, and let's decide today who we're going to be. Because then, in a year from now, in, in, in September 5th, 2015, I really hope that we can have such awesome testimonies how great our year was. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but we can be able to move forward as we let God do that. So I want to talk about the first group of people. I'm just going to talk about these three groups and we'll be done. So the first group is those who don't want to be ruled over. But So we're going to kind of recap that but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying we do not want this man to reign over us so that's the first set of people they're the citizens they're not the same as the slaves these are other people so jesus was using this to tell his disciples look people are not going to want to follow me that that people are going to reject me as their king and that's it and so we kind of see this in us too sometimes. Like, look around in culture. Uh, 
There's an amazing song on the radio. It's, it touches my heart every time I hear it. She just says this. I got this feeling on a summer day when you were gone. I crashed my car into a bridge. And I watched. I let it burn. I love it. I love it. You know? And I used that a couple weeks ago at Collision. But here's the point and why I love that song as an example. That's our culture. It's like, hey, man, it's cool for me to crash my car and blow things. I mean, someone needs to show her a different way, please. But she crashed the car, right? And I love it. It's cool. Don't challenge that. And so we kind of have this... This thing in us that's kind of ingrained in us to be wild, to be free, and to just be like, hey, I do whatever I want. I don't want to be ruled over. And so the same goes true with my giftings and your giftings. That sometimes when we have giftings, we're like, hey, I just want to use them the way I feel like I want to use them. Some of you guys, you've been given the gift of you're the most hilarious person. Like some of you guys can make people laugh. Like you just like the way you talk, the way, like that's a God-given gift. But here's the thing. Sometimes you could use those talents for evil, right? You, you say something, us leaders have to get the best poker face in the world sometimes. It's like, wow, that's highly inappropriate. I'm laughing. Stop, you know, like, like that is hard for us. Don't do it. But some of you, that's your gift. You can, you can make people laugh and you kind of go south with that. Or, your gift is, is that you're really smart. Like God has given you such great, like you could just think things through and you can just do awesome on tests. But instead of being the guy or girl that grows up to create the security system for the bank, you're the one who grows up to break into the security system of the bank and get your money. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so some of us, we can use our abilities or our talents negatively. Maybe you're awesome at encouraging people. You're great at, at rallying them around you. But are you using it for your own good or just for God's. And, and here's the point what I'm getting at. We love Jesus as our savior. Man, everybody wants a savior. You, you pull people, you walk down the street, hey, what do you think of Jesus? Oh, he's a great teacher. He's very sacrificial, he's a great guy. But when you begin to introduce someone and say, hey, but he's gonna be your Lord, he's gonna tell you what to do. People go, I don't want that. And here's the thing, the way that you and I use our gifts and live our life sometimes can speak the same words, so to speak, as those people. Hey, I don't want to be ruled over. And so some of us this year, or maybe last year, you said that exact thing. Like, you know, I don't want to be ruled over. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm going to do this anyway. And like that girl crashed a car into a bridge, she had a horrible day. I'd imagine that you had a horrible year. I can almost bet my life on it. And here's what I'm getting at. If that's you tonight, I can't help you. I love you. You're welcome here, but I can't help you. If you're someone who says, you know what, I don't want to be ruled over, I don't want to be told what to do, I'm going to do what I want, then fine, I can't help you, and when you want to be helped, we're here for you. So it's the only thing I could say to that group of people tonight is what if this year you did something different? What if you allowed Jesus into your life to guide, to lead? What if you began to use your talent of laughter or encouragement or smarts or whatever it may be for you for God and see your life change? And so that is the first group of people that we see. And so the next group we're going to talk about hangs out with that first group, and it's this. It's those who do nothing with their little. We recap here. Master, here is your minna, which I put away in a handkerchief, took, took the things you gave me, and I hid it. For I was afraid of you, because you are an exacting man. You take up what you do not lay down and reap what you do not sow. So here we have that one of the servants who didn't step out, didn't apply himself. Didn't do anything positive, but he didn't do anything negative, just kind of sat on it. And then he blames God. 
Here's what we need to focus on. It's easy when we look at our life and maybe we didn't get what we wanted or life was hard and we just blame God sometimes. And I almost wonder if some of that is actually because God's waiting for us to use our talents. And because we didn't, then we don't see any change. See, God's a loving father. He's gonna discipline us. He's gonna be patient with us and he's gonna wait for us to do what we're supposed to do sometimes. And sometimes he's just gonna do it and he's gonna work a miracle in our life, but sometimes it's up to us. And it's this, this amazing relationship. That's why they call it a relationship with God. And so this other group, those who have the talents, have the abilities, but just do nothing with them. And here's what we need to realize about these first two groups of people. The rest of the story really doesn't go well for them. Basically what happens is the nobleman takes the money away from the guy who did nothing with it and gives it to the people who did. And then he calls the citizens in and he says, slay them before me because they didn't want to follow me. Now, now here's what we're going to No one's going to die here tonight. You're like, hey, youth group is cool, mom. Andrew said I'm going to die. You know, that's not what's going to happen here, so don't worry. But I think that that part was in this story because Jesus was talking about what would happen to Jerusalem historically. But I think what we can draw from that is this. When we live as our own saying, hey, I don't want anyone to rule over me, or we don't do anything with our talents, we experience death. And maybe it'd be death because we lose trust, or maybe we make the wrong decision and then, and then our, our life is just ruined. Or maybe that's exactly why you're frustrated with life right now because of the choices you made last year. We experience death and we experience pain, and God does not want that. For us, And so tonight, let it be no mystery, this is the group that I want us all to fall into this year because I believe as we become these people and we're gonna see this place grow, we're gonna see our lives change, we're gonna see so many good things and let's take advantage of that now while we're all on that same page. And so that, then the third category is those who do something with their little. And so the first servant appeared saying, Master, your minna has made 10 more. And he said to him, well done, good slave, because you've been faithful, focus, in a very little thing. You are being authority over 10 cities. And so here's what I want to focus on. We can forget that when we follow God, that it pays off. So many times, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But we forget the life and the joy and the peace and the blessing that comes from following God sometimes. Because here's what I love. He's, the nobleman says, you've been faithful with a very little thing. Very little. He was given a little bit. And then what happened? He was given 10 cities. I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who was like, hey, yeah, you, know, you were really good with uh, you know, cleaning out the hamster cage while I was away on vacation, so I'm gonna give you 10 cities. Like, you never hear that. And I think that's the most amazing thing about God. Because maybe you feel like your way of encouraging, the way you encourage people isn't anything great. Maybe you think your humor, just whatever. Maybe you think you don't even have anything to offer, but as you take that very little thing and you bring it before God, he maximizes it. Before you know it, you have, you, you're, you're older. You're, you know, Bill Gates was a kid before he invented a computer. Steve Jobs, same thing. Like, like you guys, are st we're still young in here. We're growing. We're not gonna be multi-millionaires you know, millionaires overnight. I'm, it's not really should be the goal of our life anyway. <laughs> Whatever, it'll be cool though. Donate to the church. Um, 
But life's a process. And, and, and as we take our very little bit, man, God's going to grow it. And God's going to multiply it. And here's what we need to see. That maybe we haven't seen anything big in our lives. Because we haven't been faithful with the little things that we've been entrusted with. Let me just say that one more time. Maybe we haven't seen anything big happen in our lives because we haven't been faithful with the little that we've been entrusted with. And this is not a message for us to feel horrible about, but it's a message for us to be excited about. Because those slaves had nothing and God gave it to them. And so today, maybe you feel, Andrew, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer. But what God wants to give you in a relationship with him, he can make your life amazing this year. And so the choice will be yours. And so what I want us to get is this. When we are faithful with our little, God accomplishes much. When you are faithful with your schoolwork, when you're faithful with your relationships, with your friends, with your moral choices, with seeking God, he's gonna accomplish so much in your life. And, and last year does not have to be repeated. And maybe you thought, well, Andrew, last year was good, but imagine if we had a plan. If you had a plan, maybe it would, this year would be even better. And so tonight, as we boil this down, you could be in one of those three groups. You could be the person who says, you know what? I don't, wanna, I don't want anyone to reign over me. I'm gonna do my own thing. I know what the Bible says. I'm just gonna ignore that. That could be you. You could be those who say, well, I have talents and abilities, but I'm just a kid. I'm not gonna do anything with it. I'm just gonna blame God because, you know, I'm a kid and I don't deserve this and you're gonna do nothing with it. Or you could be faithful with your little and watch God multiply and maximize your life. None of you are created by accident. Maybe you look and you compare and you say, well, this person's super outgoing and super loud and this person's this and I don't have that and we could so quickly rip ourselves apart. But the best thing is God always uses everybody. That there's a sphere of influence that you guys have that that we can't touch. You have family members, you have friends, you have people you're close to. There's people I'm never gonna meet that you know. And God wants to use you. God wants to heal your heart. God wants to set you free from some, maybe some sin struggles, some struggles that that are going on in your life. Look, we're not perfect. Man, we're we're all messed up, man. I'm, I'm super messed up. If you don't believe that, then you don't know me. (laughs) But here's the thing. We all need Jesus. And as we invite him into our life, when we're faithful with the little that we have, we're gonna mess up. We're gonna screw up here. We're gonna screw up there. But this year, I swear to you guys, as you just bring this before God, this place will change. Your lives will change. And so let's focus on this year and kind of go out with a bang. Let's just go out the gate and, and... change what we did last year by just submitting everything at Jesus' feet. And as we do that, when we're faithful with our little, God will accomplish much. Would you guys just pray with me tonight? God, we just come before you and we're just in need of you. God, we know that we don't have to repeat the mistakes of last year. Matter of fact, God, we we can be just diligent, God, by bringing the little that we have before you and, and we just pray that you'd maximize it. We pray, God, that we wouldn't be afraid tonight, that we wouldn't count ourselves out because no one is a mistake in this room. 
We just break that lie of the enemy right now. I gotta pray that the, the cry of our heart would be that we wanna know you this year. We wanna invite you into our decisions, into our friendships, into our habits good and our habits bad. God, we know that you are life. We know that you wanna change us, God. You wanna tame our hearts, that we wouldn't be just wild people who just destroy our lives, but that we would be people submitted to your will and then be able to truly live life at its fullest because it's in you. So God, I pray tonight we wouldn't be afraid. I pray tonight, God, we wouldn't push you away. But God, that as we think about a year from now, that we'd be able to be encouraged about what you can do as we run closer to you. So Heavenly Father, we just pray tonight that you'd protect each and every one of us here. God, that we would begin to make some drastic steps. Some of us need to change drastically tonight, but others of us just need to enjoy your grace, enjoy your forgiveness. There's no sin that we can ever commit, God, that, it, that leads us too far from you because you're always willing to bring us back to work in our hearts and our lives. And so tonight, God, I pray we wouldn't be discouraged. I pray we wouldn't be fearful, but I pray that we'd be stoked. That God, we'd be excited about what you wanna do, how you can restore friendships, God. You can restore our families, God. You can restore the mistakes we made from last year, God, and be able to move forward in all that you are. And so God, tonight, we just lay everything at your feet we pray, God, that you'd, you'd multiply it. And we know that you will as we are faithful to give it to you because you are more than faithful to us when we don't deserve it. And so we thank you and we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.